Welcome to our next episode of SME Funding. My name is Lynette Nduli, the CEO of Innate Investment Solutions, and I'm joined as usual by Kumaran Padiachi. Kumaran, how are you doing? Very looking well. Looking very dapper today? You too. Ah, thank you very much. This is the best looking funding show on TV right now. Well, today's subject is something that I think in the context of South Africa is one that fund funders as well as entrepreneurs are all looking at the space in manufacturing and the space for industrialization. But more importantly, how do we fund these big projects? Kumaran and I today are going to explore a little bit about what is required, how to set ourselves up for success, what is happening in the market space related to manufacturing, to localization and industrialization. And hopefully we're going to come up with a few solutions today that are going to help get more and more South African businesses into this priority sector. So Kumaran, as the show started earlier this morning, we were chatting about this big buzzword, industrialization. And we were chatting about the opportunities that exist, but also the huge capital amounts that are needed to make it a success, not just for the South African economy, but also for the businesses that have the greatest potential to move into the space. Just how much funding do you think is available at the moment, both in the private sector and the public sector, to help um, SMEs in particular move into this big space? For manufacturing, there's a lot of incentives and a lot of uh, grants and a lot of funding that's available. However, it's a paradox, not necessarily for all aspects of the requirements mm. and not necessarily for all phases of the requirements. Mm. So, but, and there's a, there's a lot more niche funders that are out there that one needs to find, like trade finances and mm -hmm. the like. So let me give you an example. Um, uh, some of the incentives and uh, grants that are available from government for manufacturing relate to certain specific uh, sub-sectors yes. or aspects like it could be car manufacturing mm -hmm. or it could be on the solar side as an example i'm just yes. throwing these out as examples so it may not cover the wide spans of manufacturing mm. so so that's uh, one number two uh, manufacturers if you go and look into their various needs that they have and we're going to go into that into the show mm. in a few minutes uh, working capital is probably a massive one that's, uh, that's a big gap. And though there are funders for working capital within manufacturers, that's generally where a lot of the problems are, in my view. All right. So, Kumaran, with that context given that there is a lot of funding in the market, but I suppose the, the entry into that market space is, is very limited. Often the barriers to entry into manufacturing are very high still from a South African context. What role do you think funding institutions could play a little bit better in making sure that there's better traction for entrepreneurs who are moving into this particular space? It's always difficult to to say what a funder should do. Is it education perhaps? Is it skills development in the space? What's lacking? If you'd think about it from a, as a funder who has maybe seen some manufacturing businesses come into your I place? would like to shift it to say ah, it's more okay. on the entrepreneur. Because uh -huh. the funders, they would, uh, to survive as a business, a funder is going to communicate, they're going to market, mm. they're going to put out there what they offer for the sector and what it entails. Mm -hmm. So maybe they could do that a little bit more, you know, by raising the awareness. Uh, the issue for me is on the entrepreneur, the SME, to go out and research and find these very manufacturing specific uh, funding options. Mm. I would like to talk about what are the typical funding needs that a manufacturing 
business mm. has and, mm. and use some examples of that mm -hmm. and that can be the frame in which we can then talk about the funding challenges and how to go about that. Mm -hmm. Shall we do that? Let's go for it. All right. So let's look at a typical manufacturing business. It's any business that makes a thing, right? Yes. <laughs> and that can be in a, in a wide form. It could either be doing process manufacturing, yes. which is making lots of uh, w uh, specific uh, raw materials mm -hmm. um, that it's just processing a little bit like a steel pipe as an example this yes. is a simple example or it could be doing if it's not process manufacturing discrete manufacturing yes. where it's making a complete unit yes you know mm. a complete device and what so what are the typical needs against that one is in setting up a, a, a manufacturing business generally the premises ends up being a big issue yes. because the manufacturer requires specific needs that are very different from a normal office. Mm. It has to be located near uh, arterial roads or maybe a railway track depending on the type of business mm. and, and it may have certain health and safety requirements so the, yes. the property becomes a very big thing. Mm. Second, it starts needing to buy expensive plant and machinery mm. and it can't move every couple of years so the decision around the property given Influences. this expensive plant and machinery uh, generally an integrated decision mm. right so mm. it t sometimes they tend to buy their their property not always mm. but at some point so the property requirements is one big one um, the equipment manufacturing True. it's all about equipment right? yes massive equipment that needs to be bought every 10 15 years perhaps and so that generally is a is a massive funding uh, requirement mm -hmm. and it you one would typically approach the banks and non-banks for that but every time a manufacturing business wants to go to the next chapter it requires oh i need another 10 million rand worth of equipment mm. and that's at those next break points or, or chapter points is when they they, they struggle all this expansion is where the struggle is right. then okay. after it's set up it's got all the manufacturing uh, plant and equipment mm -hmm. and machinery then it needs to buy raw materials either buy it locally or it's going to import them right yes and then put them into the factory and then do something to it and out comes something a bit more uh, refined and mm. completed but then what are those requirements for that for that uh, uh, raw materials mm. it's got to buy it if it imports it it may take three months to come from the show so there's, you know, there's a time factor there's a there. time and you've got to outlay money up front yes let's say a million rand you right with uh, your suppliers they may or may not give you terms if they're overseas they're certainly not going to no, give you terms very really easy then you bring that stuff uh, the, uh, the materials in and it may take you a month to produce it mm -hmm. who's paying you for that month nobody then you sell it to your distributor your customer and they may pay you uh, 30 days yes. 60 days 90 days so just imagine that you know you're bringing the stuff in you mm. need to uh, working capital for 30 to 60 days for that manufacturing it another 30 days on top of that and then your terms to your customer another 30 to 60 it's potentially 150 180 days six months of working time. capital cycle mm. and there's no funder that generally funds all all elements of that together yes. so you would have to go to a trade financer a bank may do that but mm -hmm. you also have non-banks that do trade financing mm. just to help you bring in these law, uh, raw materials letter of credits and the like there's a lot of niche ones there so after the break i'd really love to ask kumaran how do you finance time because definitely as you look at the manufacturing process, it's very time dependent. It often depends on moving items from a, f a fixed date to a distributor and finally to your end client. And all of these things take, again, time.
So when we get back after the break, I hope you continue to tune in and we're going to learn a little bit more about how to make sure we fund viable manufacturing concerns in South Africa. Welcome back to SME Funding. Before the break, Kumaran and I were discussing the working capital requirements, but also the amount of time that is required um, to manufacture any goods and, and different products that go out into our space. Kumaran, how do you find time? You know, there's a lengthy process between the design and the ultimate output. We're going to talk about that, but uh, maybe I realized we should have started the episode by talking about some examples of the type of manufacturing okay. business. So can I just do that? Yes, for you may. All right. So manufacturing can be someone making, if you're making a cup or yes. making uh, small things, or you could be a kitchen manufacturer. You could be you making could, shoes. You could be making shoes. You could be all the way to, a, to a, a large engineering business that's supplying the manufacturing, mm. uh, car manufacturing industry. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be this massive uh, industrial plant manufacturing. Yes. It can be someone operating in a 200 square meter uh, little factory outlet. So Out of my garage, Kumar. That's it. Perfect. Exactly. And you're making widgets and you've got a few machines that are going. Manufacturing covers it all. And we are talking on the show about it all. Yes. So, Kumaran, whether I'm in my garage making shoes, there's a time function to that, or I'm a very large industrial yes. um, concern yes. making, say, plasma screen TVs, um, how do I find time? Um, and how do I make sure that within the context of my business, my working capital needs and my um, capital funding needs, um, as far as possible, are synchronized right. to make sure that I can continue to manufacture, I can uh, still get my materials on time, but I can also make sure that there's enough of my product in supply yes. to my customers. I would say, uh, starting off by saying that manufacturing, that question about how you find time is a very important one. And for a manufacturing category business, it's even more important mm. than probably any other sector or category. Mm. And uh, it falls into two areas. One, before I talk about the funding, the first one is for you to have the right policies around uh, your buying and your sale side. What that means is that the smarter you can negotiate with your suppliers mm -hmm. in term, uh, with terms, yes. that helps you to carve a buffer for the time. Yes. So astute negotiating, astute sourcing and policies around the payment terms from your suppliers mm. will help you go a long way. Mm -hmm. Also, payment terms with your customers. Yes. To the extent that you are lax on those two, that extends that time needed to now get a Santa Claus to come and help you, right? <laughs> so, to the, and conversely, to the extent that you can tighten those two up, it minimizes the time that needs to be funded. Mm. So that's the starting mm. point. Mm. First order of business is start with, the, with, that, with those two sections, right? Yes. The second part is now, once you've done all of that, is now to go and find funding for the different elements of funding the time, your question. And the manufacturing, the one side is now to get funding for the supply side, the yes. materials. And there are specific uh, niche funders that specialize in trade financing and supply chain financing around these raw materials mm. and importing stuff from overseas and helping you with the letters of credit and the like. That's a speciality. It is a niche expertise all on its own. Mm -hmm. In fact, some of them go beyond that and help you with the logistics and the, the shipping paperwork and yes. all of that, right? Yes. And, and it's not generally the domain of banks. It's mm. more the domain of those specialists. So I would suggest researching, and there's a good half a dozen 
credible uh, uh, companies yeah. okay. and, and going and finding them and the way the right fit for you is. Mm -hmm. So that will fund the supply side. Mm. Then on the customer side is normal debtor financing yes. or invoice discounting. But because it's likely to be a regular type of thing, mm. you'd need to fund all your debtors. So I would suggest finding a good uh, uh, debtor financing house. Mm -hmm. Again, there are banks that do it. All four banks are involved in that. Yes. Also, there are niche funders that just do debtor financing. They're not banks. Credible, mm. again, a good half a dozen, six mm -hmm. credible uh, ones. And find the fit that they have an appreciation for a uh, manufacturing type of business because there are some mm -hmm. that are more aligned to a retail type of business or a service type of business and there's some that are more aligned to a manufacturing and you'd find that fit and so then those are those those are the three ways you'd mm. find the time so if i think about it and based on what you're explaining to me now kumaran as a manufacturing concern, you may actually find yourself in a situation where you can't go to one type of funder. Never. You actually have to have hybrids of funding. Never. So you need perhaps a corporate um, finance house to look at your property and your equipment. You probably need then a trade financer to look at your um, goods That's and it. your raw materials and how those are moved and the risk around them. You then also need somebody to take Debtors. care of your debtor your debtor finance because right. you've got a customer base. And then you may need other specialized type of funding dependent obviously on how yes. your business is geared. Yes. Or, uh -huh. yeah. So you're never ever looking at one funder. It's not a one-stop shop in manufacturing. Highly unlikely. Yeah. Never is my answer. Eh, for a never. Okay. So you've also got to be very offer then and able to move between all your, of these spaces. Uh, so over and above knowing the technical requirements of your business, you've also got to know who you're talking to for yeah. many, many different reasons. Yes. So, Kumaran, you spoke about perhaps the biggest expense in manufacturing being that infrastructure. Your assets related to the property itself, mm. where you manufacture, and of course, the equipment. How, what tip would you give our entrepreneurs at home about how to best leverage those assets? Because those assets, I think, are something that they can use as they finance other elements of their business as collateral. And, um, in time, and, yeah. and, and In time, yeah. and not immediately, you would say. Well, let's, uh, you're asking a great question. Okay. Let's compartmentalize it first into how they get it, how okay. they can finance it to get it in the first place. Okay. And then after they finance it, your sec which mm -hmm. is your question, how then they can leverage that. Okay. So in financing it, those two categories, uh, first of all, I would start off with looking for uh, incentives. Mm. DTI and the like have certain incentives yes. for manufacturing sector. We, you yes. started off by talking mm -hmm. about that. And uh, perhaps the starting point is for the entrepreneur SME to talk to their accountant. Mm. Although I would rather advise going to a specialist consultant. There are consulting firms, yes. again, Google it, that specialize in obtaining you these grants okay. for a success fee. Yes. So they'll say, okay, I'll get you this grant and you pay me a fee or whatever it is. Mm. They're professional. They sometimes are divisions within the auditing or accounting firms mm -hmm. or they are standalone. And so that will allow you to help some buffer in acquiring the property, but mm -hmm. if you can't acquire the property, just lease it. Yes. But then you've got to really be smart with the lease, I would suggest, right? Yes. So take a longer the term lease of the lease. Because you can't yes. move around this expensive equipment yes. uh, quite easily. And because you're taking a longer lease, I would advocate two things really zone in on the negotiation. Mm -hmm. 
because you want a better deal for a longer lease mm -hmm. and uh, then put yourself in a position to have an option to purchase where the price yes. formula is pegged mm. so that when you are in a position a few years later you mm -hmm. can then kick in and buy that property mm -hmm. and then over and since you're going to be in that property eventually for a long time mm. it'll end up becoming freehold at some point at some point or uh, the balance with the bond would come down now that becomes an asset yes. that you can offer as collateral for future round of funding mm. right so that's how was how you acquire the, uh, mm. the, the some plant and machinery so something smart that I've also seen some manufacturing concerns get involved in over and above grants and incentives is also enterprise development programs with very large companies where they take advantage of the infrastructure and I've particularly seen this for instance in the pharmaceutical space where somebody wants to make and manufacture say lotions or and perfumes they, and they or, do that for the equipment and, and they and they well you use their labs to test your so products shared resources shared resources sharing the infrastructure yes, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah and, so but that that's not a long-term that's solution, more for a startup manufacturing but right? it can certainly get your foot through yeah, the door that's appropriate for mm. startup manufacturing and so kamaran you, you were just closing a thought there in terms of once you've then acquired We'll go the into assets, that after the break. Um, now how do we leverage it? Will, All yeah. right. Well, to our viewers at home, we'll be back after the break. And let's look at how we leverage all these building blocks to creating sustainable manufacturing concerns. We'll be right back. Welcome back to SME Funding. So before the break, Kumaran and myself were, say, were working on building assets for your business. Now, once you own these assets as a manufacturing business, how best can you leverage them? And Kumaran has a few tips for you, the viewer at home. Yeah. So Kumaran, I now own my assets. What's next? How can I use them to now begin to help me acquire other forms of um, capital finance as well as finance that I need for other needs in my business? Well, the property is one and mm -hmm. the equipment is the other. You've asked a very creative, you've asked a question that uh, speaks to creativity that should be used in funding in a manufacturing or any business for that matter. Mm -hmm. So the property was one that we were discussing early on. Yes. If it is, if you can't buy it initially, lease it with an option, at some point get to buy it. And then uh, because you're going to be in there for a long game, eventually that they will have some equity in the property, which yes. can be used as a second mortgage bond. Mm -hmm. Second mortgage bond is still viable to be used yes. as collateral to a funder. Maybe a, a bank won't like a second mortgage bond, but, but a niche funder will. Mm -hmm. And then the equipment that you were alluding to early yes. on. You know, So this equipment, manufacturing equipment, uh, does hold a certain value. It may be in the eye of the beholder, you know, because w uh, a wood manufacturing or uh, kitchen manufacturing business is mm. going to be the only one that's going to buy kitchen manufacturing equipment. Yes. But it does hold value. Yes. It doesn't, uh, it's not like technology where it's simply tanks or whatever it is. It does depreciate in market value, but, but there is a little... For a long enough time. Yes. yes. So you're going to fund this equipment initially with the equipment financer for five years, three mm -hmm. to four, five years. Yes. But manufacturing equipment, most types have a lifespan 10, 15, some of them longer years, right? I think of printing presses. Right, think of printing presses. Some of them are like 30 years yes. old. Sure, it won't hold its original value. We've already established yes. that. So after you've paid for it, mm. it's free old. Let's say it was 2 million rand. Yes. You funded it for 2 million rand for five years. Yes. In year six, it's, it's, it's obviously yours. free old. It's yours. It may be worth half a million rand. Mm. So you can do what's called a notorial bond, a general or specific or special notorial bond over that 
uh, a plant and machinery. Mm -hmm. So again, you can go to your a bank or a non-traditional funder mm. and say, listen, I've got uh, five pieces of equipment. Collectively, I spent five million rand over it for the last five years. It's freehold now. It's now worth half of that or 40% of that, mm. of that five million, two million rand in total. All and that's two million rand you didn't have. Right. So can I give this to you as collateral? Yes. Because over and above whatever else you have, if something goes wrong, you can take this equipment and you have a special legal paperwork. It's registered. It's a notorial bond. It's a proper legal agreement around that. And the bank can then take that, or funder can take that, and sell it at an auction. Mm. And it does provide some value. It does. So this is a creative way to... to so there's a lot of creativity in thinking through yes. the funding of a manufacturing process because you have to be thinking at so many different levels yes. in this particular game. Yes. All right. So, Kamaran, we, as we were building up on this particular topic, we were also starting to say, well, now, how do I fund myself for success? And mm. what are the things that particularly SMEs in the manufacturing space need to be very, very aware of and detailed about in their funding applications? There are a number of things that are peculiar to the manufacturing yes. business and a funder will want to know that you've got that covered. Yes. So the starting point will be you should have a very strong financial competency in the business. Mm -hmm. and, and that could be a financial director or a financial manager. I would say a uh, financial manager may not even be good enough. And if you mm -hmm. can't afford beyond the financial manager, leverage and have a good relationship with your chartered accountant, your auditing firm or your accountant. I'm firm. thinking back to university and I'm just thinking about cost accounting. Yes. And how much we did in that space about Very work much. and progress Very and much. in that space. So That's you actually need somebody who's not just good at finances, but numerically gifted all in counting units and widgets Those are very different. Those yes. things you mean, all those terms are mm. spot on. Very different from my normal Joe business, right? Uh -huh. And if you are not speaking to those things, already mm. the funder is like, hey, hang on, you're clueless here. Yeah. Mm. And then typically uh, manufacturing businesses need, there's a more emphasis on the budgets and the forecasting yes. compared to a normal business. It's mm. important in all businesses, but very much more in manufacturing, because you're applying for some kind of big intervention funding for plant and machinery or something, mm. and, to, and to say, this is what the step change is gonna be. Mm. So that implies now you need to forecast. And the level of forecasting detail with all those terms that you just mentioned, mm -hmm. break even, ABC costing, cost account, all those kinds of mm. become very important. So your, your numeracy and financial intelligence around a manufacturing business is very specific and you gotta know your mm -hmm. stuff. stuff <laughs> in that department, right. yes. Then, there's a lot of uh, macro risks. You, you spoke about in the beginning when we started this episode about uh, foreign exchange, importing duties, this, that and the other. So that implies opportunity but also risk. So your proposal, your plan, your ability to answer questions on that has got to be very spot on. So there are a lot more considerations and moving parts and variables in a manufacturing business and you've got to know your stuff you've got to be you've got to be so you've also got to surround yourself with the best possible team that mm. can make sure that these moving parts don't eclipse you yes okay well Kumarin, we've had a lot to digest here today but as we close off what is your tip of the week so for manufacturing business we already established that there cannot be one singular funder that covers all your needs in this in this in this chain so my tip for manufacturing business is articulate and and place the different funding requirements in the mm -hmm. in, if I'm establishing 
to the raw materials, to the different timelines, and go out and find appropriate fit funders for mm. those different elements. If you do that, yes. you will optimize your funding as a manufacturing business. Completely. Thank you very much to you, Kumaran. Well, I'm happy to note that my second year of cost accounting did not go to waste on the show. To our audience at home, we invite you to share your thoughts and to share your questions with us about this topic and other topics related to some of the funding opportunities and challenges you currently face. You can follow this conversation on social media at funding underscore SME. You can also email us on smefunding at bdtv.co.za. We're particularly looking for people who have successfully funded an element or all of their business or those of you who are currently grappling with the process of acquiring funding. And we'd love for you to possibly join us on the SME Funding Couch to chat about your experiences in this field. You're also welcome to watch previous episodes of SME Funding on YouTube as well as the Business Day TV website. We look forward to being back on the couch with you again on the next episode of SME Funding. Thank you very much for joining us.